Hey there, friend, and welcome to the Live by Design podcast. I have a question for you as we get started today. Have you ever felt stuck in the perfection trap? If so, you are not alone. In fact, the Harvard Business Review recently shared that rates of perfectionism have increased by statistically significant amounts from 1989 to 2016. You're probably nodding your head along, yes, like, yes, I know I am feeling and experiencing it myself, which is why I am so thrilled today to welcome Monica Packer onto the podcast. Monica is the woman behind About Progress. She's not your average mama of five. Monica's a pro at kicking perfection to the curb and embracing growth instead. During this chat, we're spilling the tea on perfectionism and that sneaky fear of failing that keeps us from even starting. Monica's journey from perfection paralysis to making progress is truly inspiring and will absolutely encourage you to take action too. My personal favorite thing that we chat about is Monica's do something list. It's like your daily adventure guide minus the pressure of hardcore goals. Plus, we'll talk about savoring the little things while chasing our big dreams at the same time. It is all about finding joy in the journey, sweet friends. So stick around for these tips, a couple of laughs, and a sprinkle of inspiration from Monica as we keep you company in your earbuds today. Let's dive in and break free from perfection together. Hey friend, and welcome to the Live by Design podcast, where we choose to live by design and not by default. I'm your host, Kate House. Each week on the show, I'm going to teach you how to be the architect of your extraordinary life through exploring my signature method, the Live by Design blueprint. Together, let's explore powerful habits, mindset shifts, goals with soul, self-awareness, and lifelong learning, all while cultivating joy and practicing gratitude each step of the way. I'm here to be the voice of a friend and to support as many of us high achieving goal oriented women as possible on our intentional living journey as we ditch the overwhelm, get unstuck and take purpose aligned action. As a certified behavior change specialist, health coach, yoga instructor, and top 2% global podcaster, I'm perfectly poised to support you in transitioning from trying to learn all the things all at once to leaning into focused, action-oriented personal growth that supports weekly, if not daily, progress toward your goals in small, sustainable ways. There's nothing I love more than being the empowerment coach who believes in you and knows that you're worthy of pursuing big, audacious goals. And I'll always be here as an unapologetic advocate for you living your dream life. If you're ready to dive in and live by design, let's get connected. A great place to start is with my complimentary self-care audit. Through this guided exercise and journal prompts, you'll gain clarity on your desires and the habits you can layer into your day to bring them to fruition. When you're ready, you can get started at misskatehouse.com slash audit. So what do you say, friend? Let's live by design and not default together. Hey, Monica, welcome to the Live by Design podcast. I am so excited for our time together today. Oh, I have been too. Thanks for having me going to be so much fun. And I'm I'm thrilled to talk about our topic of conversation about feeling stuck. But before we dive into that, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're all about? Yeah. So I am Monica. I am primarily a podcaster and a coach at About Progress. And we focus on making personal progress practical. And we really have a special niche on 
anti-perfectionism, I guess you could say. Like we have a lot of recovering perfectionists in our community of which I am one. <laughs> and in addition to that, I'm primarily a, a stay-at-home mom with with five kids and we live in the Salt Lake area. We lived in California for a really long time and now we're we're new to Salt Lake and uh, learning how to ski and <laughs> learning how to garden and all of these new things have been a lot of fun. Oh, I love that so much. You know, I'm learning how to garden too. So I'm over here yes. like nodding my head and I'm also recovering perfectionist. So gardening's actually been this nice chance to like let go of those perfectionist tendencies and let things yes. grow and kind of evolve. <laughs> yeah. It, there's so many analogies that yes. work with gardening <laughs> and life and working towards things. So yes. Yes. Oh, I love this, this anti-perfectionism and this idea about life is about progress and not perfection. And I know so often we teach from a place of experience. So I'm curious, what was it that led you to, to have a heart to podcast and coach on this topic? For me, it came out in a pretty unexpected way because mm. I was nearing my 30th birthday and I did not think I was a perfectionist at all. In fact, I would have described myself as lazy and stuck. And mm. I was basically on the sidelines of my life. Like I could show up for my responsibilities mm. as a mom and as a teacher before that, I was a middle school teacher and I could show up for those things and for my people. But for myself, I just stayed safe and mm -hmm. stuck on the sidelines. I didn't have my own personal goals. Um, my own habits weren't even about me. Like I would do the ones I knew I was supposed to do, but like journaling or exercise wasn't for me. I didn't journal because I had this way in my mind I thought it should be. I had all these aspirations kind of in my back pocket that I would have loved to pursue for years, but I just kept waiting. I didn't have mm -hmm. the confidence to pursue them. And as I was beginning to approach that 30th birthday, it was a good milestone. It was a good opportunity for me to kind of take stock of my life. And I realized that I was on the sidelines in ways I hadn't paid attention to. And I also had a really great therapist at the time mm -hmm. who told me I was a perfectionist. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm not a perfectionist. You know, and I probably gave her all those, those um, reasons I just gave you with my background but she helped me make some connections. And the biggest one was that I was the stereotypical perfectionist mm -hmm. for the first 20 plus years of my life. I was the straight A student, the high achiever, the looks perfect on the outside in every way. And then when I crashed and burned as a 20 year old in college and, you know, in life threatening ways, I'm not even exaggerating mm -hmm. that I had multiple eating disorders, mental illness, like it was bad. Mm -hmm. That's when I went to this other side of perfectionism. It's that all or nothing pendulum swing. That's what perfectionism puts you on. And I only thought that all counted. So I was surprised to find that the, nothing counted. And in fact, in the, the work that I've done the past seven years, I've discovered that is the most common form of perfectionism is staying safe by staying mm -hmm. stuck, by staying on the sidelines, of not trying, of not putting yourself out there because you don't want to experience the failure or the messiness mm -hmm. of the trying. And so long story, sorry. Now cut I love short. it. <laughs> I decided to start trying again. And it began with the list we're going to talk about. And in doing that list, my whole life changed. And mm -hmm. it wasn't overnight, as all things with progress goes. It was not overnight. But it was also so miraculous that has that it it has trickled down to every part of my life. Now I'm a habit person, for example, which I definitely wasn't before. I feel like I'm a way better 
fill in the blank, any role you can think of, wife, mom, podcaster, in leaning into this side of of progress instead of perfectionism. Um, so everything's changed. Mm, oh, I love that so much, Monica. So much of what you say resonates. You know, our our listeners can't see me, but I'm like nodding my head vigorously, like, yes, because you know, so many of us, I, I love this this reminder that the all or nothing thinking that there is another side, there's the all, which is, I think what we are more, we, we see more often, perhaps we're more aware of, but that this nothing side as well of, of the being stuck or how you said, you know, on the sidelines of your life. Um, I feel like there's so many people listening who can identify with that. And I jokingly say that I had a quarter life crisis at 25, like right on time. Yes. Um, but for me, that was kind of my wake up call. I felt kind of mm. stuck. And I felt like I was living into the dreams and the goals that other people had for me, or they were the mm. expectations. And I was really good at meeting those, but inside I felt really unfulfilled. And so, so much yeah. of your story, you know, it resonates with me. And, and that's what we love to do here is, you know, we're about living by design and not by default. And a lot of that means like, what do you actually want? <laughs> what's in yes. what's in your heart? So can you tell us about this journey of of getting unstuck, of getting off the sidelines? And and I love to, I just want to point out, I really appreciate that you mentioned that you're working with a great therapist. You know, so often yes. I work with clients in a coaching capacity. And I like to say that coaching is is forward facing. And so many of them, like two of my clients right now, are working with therapists as well, because therapy is 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 a lot of times backwards facing, right? It's hindsight. It's, it's a past. And so Mm -hmm. they go together so beautifully and just a great reminder to all of us to get that support. I mean, I'm a huge advocate for therapy and it can be so helpful to just have that person who has that added perspective that we don't have on ourselves, but can you walk us through like, what, what is this list and how did it help you get unstuck? So one thing I want to say in preference, in preface to this list is the root to perfectionism is a misplacement of identity. It's placing who you are on your outcomes. And that includes the ones we always think about with perfectionists, like those high achieving outcomes, but it also includes the lack of them or the failures of them. So either way, the identity is on the outcomes. And so knowing that and knowing that I was in that all or nothing pendulum swing and for so many years of my life and the damage it did to me, because on both sides, mm. when I was the overachieving, the underachieving perfectionist, I felt the same. I landed mm. in the same dark space, okay, of an absence of self. Mm. Um, I knew that I had to find a middle ground and experiment with that middle ground. So instead of all or nothing, I tried to do something. Mm. So that was what that list was created all about. It was based on do something. As part of that, not all, not nothing, but also doing things that scared me because of the potential failure and messiness and lack of outcomes or messy outcomes that would come along the way. And so what I did is we were just driving around and I was thinking about, it was December, my birthday's in June. So we were thinking about, I was thinking about my upcoming birthday and just realizing you know, how many things I had just put the stops on because I knew I couldn't go for all. I knew that that mm-hmm. wouldn't work for me anymore. I that I paid the price for that in the past and I couldn't do that, but I was paying the price for nothing. And I was thinking about, okay, let's just make a list of all the things I keep thinking I wish I could do or I want to do or I see other people doing and I have that little like ping of jealousy or even longing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to make a list of, of things I want to do, 30 things before I turn 30 that all are in that do something spirit. And these were not front page newspaper things. It wasn't like 
Monica Packer hiked Kilimanjaro. Like, um, I literally have a friend hiking Everest right now. As I speak. He's like <laughs> sending us pictures this morning and my husband and I were like, what? Um, anyway, some people can do that. Right. But it wasn't any front page kind of things. It was, I was going to try 20 new recipes that year. Mm. Or I was to five new ice cream shops I've never been to, or I'm going to go on a certain number of hikes, or I was going to a museum by myself again. I was going to do interior design. I was going to start a blog and start writing. And that one in particular is what has led me down my career path in ways I never expected. I did not have on that list become a podcaster. There's been a magnificent trickle down (laughs) effect, which we can talk about if you want in my life. But 30 things before 30, let me tell you, it was so small, so seemingly insignificant. But by the time my birthday came around, I was like so much more fulfilled than I had been in years. And I felt like myself. That's to me what fulfillment is. It's being full of yourself. Mm. And I felt full of myself in ways I hadn't for so long. And I continued on the list the rest of the year. And I've made one every year since, except one year. And here's the fun thing about it. I've never completed a list. Mm. It's never been completed. I've never checked off every single item. I've also, it's a living document is what I like to say. So it's allowed to change. I tweak it a couple times a year. I cross things off. I put things back on. I, I change things off. I change things completely. And in doing it though, still year after year, it's helped me discover who I am and mm-hmm. explore who I am and who I want to be in ways that have been so freeing and life-giving. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that so much. Yes. I love this idea of Um, we say on the podcast all the time, action creates clarity. Mm -hmm. And it seems like this idea of fulfillment or being full of self, um, it takes action. And it seems like that's what this list really did is it propelled you into that movement. And have you had experiences where you've done something on your list and it felt really fulfilling or have, or on the flip side, have you done something on the list and you're like, that was a cool exercise or like, it was a fun experiment, but maybe it's not actually for me. Yes. Absolutely. Like I would say 50, 50 down the middle. And mm-hmm. and actually maybe, maybe it's more like 20% of things have stuck around other 20%. I've been like, hmm, God, I'm tried that. And like 50% of the things have just been more about things. I keep trying here and there, like mm-hmm. some things have become hobbies or habits, um, but they're just more for fun. And that's what this list is for. It's, it's about uncovering who you are. It's a bucket list of sorts without it being a bucket list. And mm-hmm. it's separate from goal lists because Going back to now eight years ago, when I started that list, I was not in a space where I could make goals. Mm-hmm. I was not there. That was too much of a stretch for me. It was too scary to go there. Mm-hmm. But this was a way for me to lean in to parts of myself that I had been resisting and in ways that even when I failed at them and I or they didn't go anywhere, like I started that blog, nobody read it. That's why I had not started it for eight years prior, even though I was thinking about it. But mm-hmm. in the writing, in the process of uncovering, and it's still not going well, I strangely gained more confidence mm-hmm. in ways I never would have thought I would in a failure. And that led me to have the courage to try other new things and then other new things. And yeah, it's been it's been a, it's been a good lesson on on failure and what that actually looks like and how mm-hmm. it's it's not just part of the process, but it's a vital part of the process. Yes, will you speak to that a little more for us? Because we have a lot of you know recovering per- perfectionists in our community, right? And this idea of 
for me, a long time, for a long time, I wouldn't do something unless I felt like I could do it perfectly mm-hmm. the first time, which yes. with the, with the hindsight I have now, or the experience I have now in life, I'm like, why did I ever think that that was, that it would happen like that? Right. Yeah. Like, why was my expectation of myself so high that I had to do it perfectly or not at all? And we work a lot on this idea of of failing forward, of of pulling out the lessons learned and not letting the quote failure be a roadblock, but just like a detour <laughs> or like a, yeah. it allows you another way to get there. So we speak to that a little bit for us. What has this experience of failure looked like for you? And, and how do you, how have you redefined what it looks like or feels like for you? Well, I'll say first off that failure is still not fun. Mm-hmm. Like I don't enjoy it. It's not like I, <laughs> I'm seeking it out and wanting it a part of my life, mm-hmm. but making space for it has not only helped me grow in ways I couldn't have, it's, it's helped me grow in ways that are, have been exponential than mm-hmm. if I had avoided the failure. And I'll just say, I was thinking about this. This is just kind of an object lesson. A lot of us got into sourdough <laughs> in 2020. <laughs> And I'm no different. We lived in the San Francisco area, which is known for its sourdough. And I was like, I'm going to start my sourdough starter with the San Francisco air. (laughs) And I did. But I was thinking about this the other day. I was watching my old video from the first loaf I made. And I was so proud of that thing. It was almost as flat as a pancake. Like (laughs) It was so dense and so low. And And I was still, and I knew it wasn't where I wanted it to be, but it still felt good to try something like that, Mm -hmm. to do something like that, that it was weirdly like enjoyable. And I kept making it and I kept trying. And now my, I make a couple loaves a week. Like we eat sourdough all week long. It's the only probably um, pandemic hobby that stuck around for me, but uh, that one, (laughs) I I make sourdough all the time. And now I'm also painting it and I'm doing different recipes. Mm -hmm. I'm doing sourdough discard recipes. Like I'm doing stuff all the time with it. And it was because I gave myself that space to not Mm -hmm. be good at something that I now am good at something. Um, One other fun thing for me is, so I said, I wanted to write again. And I started that Mm -hmm. blog and it was a failure. It led me to podcasting. Mm-hmm. And I told you earlier that wasn't on my list. And that's what failure can do for us. It can give us a new path that we never would have had if we hadn't given ourselves that moment or that way to fail. And it's kind of failing. It's not like just like failing straightforward. It's like a pivot. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like a <laughs> constant curving path. And that's what this has done for me, both professionally and personally. And I I was thinking about this morning, um, we're about to celebrate seven years of my podcast, and I'm going to make a reel of all the cover art that I've done Mm. in the seven years because I have been bad at podcasting and I've been bad at doing cover art. And my podcast has been the biggest way that I have practiced what I'm learning inside. Like it's been Mm. the most outward way of doing it. And people have been along for the ride the whole way because they can see the journey and how much I have gotten better at it. But it's so nice to see that like visual representation of just how bad I was at something and for how long and Mm -hmm. how over time that's led to me now being an expert at that very same thing. So sometimes failure means you get better at that thing. Other times failure means you know a different path that you need to take, or you have different skill sets that are going to bless you either way that you go. Mm. It's like I said, I still don't seek it out. I still don't enjoy it, but I'm failing all the time. And I have a different relationship with failure. I see it more as a partner than an enemy. 
Mm, oh, I love that, Monica. You know, as we're recording this, I have a tattoo on my wrist and it says, do it scared. And oh, for me, that's my reminder to, you know, to try the things that, you know, make your palms a little sweaty or your heart race. And, yeah. and, and I'm smiling to myself as you're sharing about your podcasting journey. Congratulations on the big milestone, by the way. That's Thanks. so exciting. I almost quit um, last week. So let's yeah. just, <laughs> that happens too. You're like, let's burn it all to the ground. <laughs> Absolutely. Sometimes that's part of the process, yeah. but you know, I identify so much with that because when I first started podcasting, I was recording on my old little laptop propped up on an empty diaper box in my basement. And I was so nervous to record uh-huh. by myself. I was like sweaty and my voice was shaky. Right. And now like 270 something episodes in, you know, I, I sit down and I'm like, this feels so good. And it feels like mm-hmm. it feels so right right in this season. Right. And I love this idea of the reel that you're creating of all the past cover art, right? Cause sometimes we just have to give ourselves permission to be a beginner and yeah. then to be in the messy middle, um, before we get to the place where we do feel like an expert in whatever that thing is. Right. And, and the sourdough is the same way, like such a beautiful example. So for somebody who's listening and they're like, I love this idea of a do something list, how does somebody go about creating it? Like what, what are some of the kind of tactical things that you would suggest? I love practical ways to start. So I'm going to give you that. I will say first, I have a free challenge. So if they want like full guidance on this, like someone they're literally, not literally, I hate it when I do that. If they want someone <laughs> to hold their hand figuratively, that would be me. And I can walk them step through step um, uh, to create their own do something list. Awesome. To start, you have to know the purpose. This is not a goals and a resolutions list. Those do not belong on your do something list. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, I now am an avid goal maker. <laughs> you know, back when I was like, that was terrifying. I couldn't do it. That was one of the other trickle down effects of this do something list. I now have habits I never thought I could have had before because I thought I only had to do it the all way. I now am a goal maker, um, a day planner, like the it just keeps going on that list. So with this though, just have that mindset. This purpose is to just explore what it looks like to have daily fulfillment in my life. And Mm. that means you are uncovering old parts of you're bringing them back and you're discovering new parts of yourself that you haven't had the courage or maybe even the time, or I would say the priority to explore. So again, all about exploration. That's the point. Exploration, not completion. And then with that, what you can do is start with a giant brainstorm. And Mm -hmm. there's a couple ways to guide that brainstorm. But the basic way to think about it is what are the things you keep wishing you would try? Mm -hmm. Whether it's something like a hobby, like cross-stitching or an adult ballet class, or maybe you want to run a 5k, that might be more of a goal. And that's something I could help people filter out more in that training. But there's ways that the do something list can help you explore a goal like that. Like if you want to run a 5k, maybe on your do something list is I'm going to run in three different towns. Mm. I'm going to run two miles in three different towns or three different running paths. Like it's a way to explore that side of it. Does that make sense? Um, So start with a giant brainstorm and also include on there old parts of yourself that you loved as a kid. Like I loved being outside so much. Like that was a big part of my life, climbing trees. And, and another big part of my life was, was reading books, which Mm -hmm. eight years ago I had fallen out of even as an English major and an English teacher. That's what I taught (laughs) to middle school. And so 
on my list, for example, one of the things was read 30 books. I wanted to read 30 books before I turned 30. And so you just kind of write those things down or go hiking. Like I said, some ways for you to get in touch with that, the, the, the old parts of yourself. So that brainstorm is what do I keep thinking about doing? What do I see others doing that I wish I could do? What are old parts of myself I would like to explore and discover again? And And then what you do is you have to be really clear with your own filter and your blackout Mm -hmm. marker. You go through and you say, is this a goal? Is this Mm -hmm. a resolution? Then I take it off or I find a way to change it. So it's more about exploration that helps lead towards the goal, not about completion. And then from there, you also think about your time and your season. This year Mm -hmm. has been really humbling for me. I shared, I had my, my fifth kid in January. It was five years after our fourth child. And I was floored by how big of an adjustment this has been Mm -hmm. for me and my whole family. And there are a lot of things on my list that were totally appropriate. They were ways of exploring myself and things I wanted to do this year, but they didn't really match my season. And Mm -hmm. so that meant I tweaked a bunch of stuff or just put things off altogether as I went on through this year and realized my capacity, this is not my season. This is my capacity is lower. So my list is going to reflect that. Some women start by just doing a seasonal list. Mm-hmm. And they only have three to five items on their list. I prefer to do a yearly one just because I know how this works and I know I can I can keep altering it. So mm-hmm. finalize your list according to your season. Do you need fewer items or, or is having more fun for you? And you know mm-hmm. it's about the expiration, so it's okay. You don't meet them all. Do they match where you are capacity-wise? Um, or are there some things there that are shoulds? Like you, you feel mm-hmm. like you should be getting into certain exercise. Are there, are there sneaky little shoulds in there? Let's take those out too. So it's a process. And the first time mm-hmm. is going to be like a little mind stretching, but mm-hmm. if I'm going to give you a place to start, just start with a brainstorm and, 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 and start it with this place of possibility, like just mm-hmm. sit in this, this position of anything's possible. I'm just going to write a list and see mm-hmm. what feels good. Oh, I love this. The place of possibility and exploration and not about completion. I love this idea that, you know, it's not about the goals and it's not about the resolution. It's about that. that, I love how you said daily fulfillment. I'm over here taking notes as you're talking because I'm like nodding like yes to all of these things. I've been doing a lot of that in my own life recently of just getting back into the practice of watercolors and reading for fun. I mean, I've got this big bookcase now. I've gotten really into like romantic fantasy just for fun. Like we need to talk. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh, excellent. Right, you'll be inducted into, I have a whole group of podcasters who all read the same Yay! genre. So we'll bring you into our crew, but yeah, you know, like I love reading personal growth and development books, but I've, I discovered this love of just reading just for fun, right? Mm-hmm. The things that just feel fulfilling, like snuggling up in my reading chair, putting on our fireplace and reading a good book. Like it's just such a good place to be. So I, I love this reminder of of daily fulfillment. And when this episode drops, it's going to be the beginning of the new year. And I think it's such a beautiful reminder in this season when it's like, what's your goal for the year? And like, you know, how are you going to crush 2024? Nothing wrong with goals. I love goals, but I love this reminder of daily fulfillment just as much because goals are amazing and they help propel us forward. And I love talking about habits. All those kinds of things are, are incredible, but you know, we have to find that joy and that contentment and that fulfillment in the day to day as well. And this is just such a beautiful reminder that, you know, our life is lived right here in this day. Um, and I'm just so excited we for people to get that, right? I don't know why, but we forget that. 
Yeah. We just get so, you know, results oriented and, you know, goals help move us in the direction that we want to go. And there's so much value to them, but you know, I never, I never want to reach a goal and look up and be like, I don't remember the last three months, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, or like, Mm -hmm. did I do anything fulfilling or joyful? Did I belly laugh? Like, was there a moment of ease? You know, like I, I don't like that feeling when I look up and I feel like I blinked and I, I missed it. Right. Um, so as we wind down this conversation, Monica, for anybody who's listening, who just needs that little bit of encouragement, who identifies with the way that you felt approaching your 30th birthday, they feel a little stuck. They feel like they're on the sidelines um, and they're they're ready to to create their do something list but they just feel a little trepidatious. What's that mm-hmm. final word of encouragement that you would tell that you would tell her? Dare to prove yourself wrong. Mm. I was wrong about so many things about what it took to, to grow, to change, to be myself. I was wrong about even the practical side, like that if I took time outside of my responsibilities and our whole family would fall apart, <laughs> you know, if I, <laughs> if I uh, didn't do certain things, then none of us would function. And I've been wrong. I've been wrong about so many things. And a big part of that is I, the biggest part is I've been wrong about what it takes to, to grow Mm. completely. And the last eight years have been the best experiment of my life. And one that I will never stop because of how much I have, I has been proven wrong. So dare Mm. to be, to prove yourself wrong. And I'll say one more bit of encouragement. I, I, I shared a couple of times has changed my life and it did. Mm-hmm. My life is not that much different. Like it, it day to day, my habits are stronger for sure. Who I am is different, but my reality hasn't changed very much. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I still have kids. I, I have several kids with special needs and it's really mm-hmm. stressful and it takes a lot of time and work and effort. And we still like are always kind of worried about finances and, and, and what's next for our family and all of that. But it feels completely different. So it's not about upending your life. It's about being able to show up to your life. And the final thing, I think I already said that, but final thing I will say is it hasn't just changed my life. It's changed hundreds of women's lives in my community. So this is tried and true. If you're going to go into an experiment that has like a sure, a sure outcome, this is one, like you will prove yourself wrong and things will change for you because it's not just been me. This has been replicated by hundreds of women in my community. It will change your life. Mm, Oh, Monica, this is so beautiful. So for everybody who's listening and they're like, I need more Monica Packer in my life. uh, First, where can we go for the free training? And then where else can we connect with you on your podcast and online? Thank you. And thanks for this opportunity. I will apologize for the dump truck that has been outside my window for the last couple of minutes. Um, <laughs> You're good. My neighbor's cutting his lawn. So you guys might hear a little oh, bit of lawnmower action on my side. <laughs> didn't hear that. You've got a great mic. Okay. So for the free training, they can go to aboutprogress.com slash DSL and that's do something list. So DSL, mm-hmm. and then um, come listen to my podcast. It's called about progress. And I would love for them to join us there. Wonderful. Well, Monica, thank you so much, friends. I'm going to put links to everything below in the show notes. So if you're driving, just know that you can come back to the show notes and click there, get connected with Monica, jump into the do something list. And Monica, thank you so much for this time together. I always, I just feel so grateful that this is what I get to do for my work, that I get to talk to incredible, inspiring women like you. So thank you so much for sharing your insights with us today. Well, thank you again for having me. That brings us to the end of another Live by Design podcast episode. 
I had so much fun diving into today's topic with you, and I hope you're walking away with one action item that you're going to commit to implementing in your own life starting today. And speaking of ditching the overwhelm, getting unstuck, and taking action, I would love to get connected with you, friend. It's really me on the other end recording these podcast episodes, answering emails, and recording video responses, and I am dying to get to know you better. You can shoot me an email anytime over at kate at misskatehouse.com or send me a DM or a voice memo over on Instagram at misskatehouse. I'd love to know your favorite takeaways from this episode, the action item you're committed to, or how you're leaning into living by design and not by default in your current season of life. And friend, if you enjoyed today's episode, please take a second to subscribe to the Live by Design podcast wherever it is you tune into your shows. And if you've enjoyed three or more of these content-packed episodes, I would be so crazy grateful if you do me the favor of opening up Apple Podcasts on your smartphone finding the live by design podcast with me, Kate house and leaving a five-star rating for the show. If you're willing to even write a one to two sentence review, all the better. Each new review that's left brings me serious joy. Like I do an actual happy dance each time I see a new review pop up and it helps us grow our community of growth oriented women. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. I'll be back in your earbuds again soon. And until that time, friend spread some joy make someone smile.